Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. What we are going to talk about today on the edge is what is success? Um, you know, psychological therapies, mm-hmm. good, bad, and different sales, mm-hmm. overcoming adversity, overcoming self-doubt, mental health, and the impact that it has on the family. Yes. Yes. Because it is a family, no matter and it might be your family at work. It might be your family at home. It might be extended family. You know, it might be that mother-in-law from hell. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it. All here on the edge. The place where the conversation is pointed. The guests are sharp. And the responses are never dull. Today, Brains, we have Jeanette Marie Rogerson. We just went over the laundry list of what we're going to cover. We want to get to know her intimately and deeply. I want you to be sure to go in and watch her uh, Facebook lives. We were just talking about that because she gives a lot of valuable information. The one that I just watched was what is success? Hmm. That's a big $25 word and it can strip you to the core because it is very subjective to each individual person. Wouldn't you agree, Jeanette? Yes, absolutely. And uh, it's why the way I come at this is, you know, what, what works for you? right, um, would determine your level of success. Society will tell us so many different ways uh, of uh, what, what's successful, what means to them, right, and what whether or not you're good, but uh, it really depends on what, you know, what it means to you and how it plays out in your life. I'm trying to remember the, the which live we were talking about because I've <laughs> <laughs> done so many. But you know what, it's, it's a level of, uh, it's a level of self-awareness, consciousness, self-love, how much work are you willing to put in? Do you know when to pull back? Right. Their right. quality of life, work-life balance. How much right. cheese you gonna make? <laughs> that, that's important too. You know, but people measure their level of success by dollars and cents, and that's not it. No, and you know, I I actually we all all good therapists have a therapist, right? I, all good coaches have a coach, and my my coach was also in a sales uh, environment like I was in. So, you know, I can say this to someone in sales, sometimes it's just not worth it, you know, and that's a lot and they'll throw money at you because it's tough. It's hard work. It's not, you know, not for the faint of heart, Mm-mm. but it's when you don't have that work-life balance, it doesn't mean a whole lot of anything. You well, know? I'll tell you a quick story. I worked for a company. It was the, it was one of the best companies I thought on the planet earth. Mm-hmm. Boss calls us in. He says, Hey, you know what? I'll throw you four, $500 cash few days off if you the sales team can make me a million dollars today we said million dollars million dollars well you know we're looking at the commas and the zeros and we're really thinking that's a big number it's an illusion brains (laughs) people don't want to be millionaires they want to be billionaires and trillionaires that's where the the goal and objective is anyway long story short we made him that million dollars you know when we came back that sucker called us in the office and told us today's maximum is tomorrow's minimum I need, I need a million five. Yeah. 
Yeah. I walk to my desk. I got my keys. I got my lipstick and my contacts. I, <laughs> I was done. I came home and told Mr. Magnificent, I had enough. If I could make him a million dollars in a day, that put money in perspective, but that also put my value and my worth because I did the work. I showed up. Mm, Talk true. to the person that doesn't know how to show up. What do they need? Oh yeah, it's true. Well, and I think we all have our own markers of, you know, what, when you draw, when to draw the line, right. And it depends on your level of self-worth. And if you, depending on life, what life's thrown at you, it may not feel like you have a whole lot of self-worth left at all. And I, and that the type of people who, you know, need to look at this and draw the line and say enough is enough. You feel it physically, right? A lot of times you feel it. It can chronic stress can make you ill but if you really pay attention you get frustrated you know you're, you're in a situation that's unhealthy it's you know work environments can be toxic interpersonal relationships can be toxic and uh, when you feel your boundaries are being crossed it's time to reevaluate like you said your boundary is crossed your value is questioned and you said see you later <laughs> well let's put it on the flip side you're an entrepreneur you're a business owner mm-hmm. say you have four or five employees you have a commitment to the organization too, to grow the revenue, to maintain great customer service, to uh, understand processes and procedures, but also become an independent contributor to that organization's growth and success. Yeah. You know, what do you say to the business owner? Because that's a tough job too. They're, you know, it's not just about handholding and coddling your employee. Oh, you know, Susie's got a lot going on at home and Bob, you know, his dog died and this and that. I don't have time for all that. The bottom line. So what do you say to the business owner? Well, I think it comes down to leadership, truly. And that's a tough part of being about, of being an entrepreneur. Sometimes we don't know how to delegate. You know, we don't learn those skills. I think the entrepreneurs tend to have the hardest time uh, letting go of some responsibility and allowing their team to do, you know, to actually fulfill those 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 roles and and to to show up. But let's so let's say you you've you've gotten over that first hurdle. You've learned to let go of control of the whole operation to your four or five people. Then it's really you know leading by by you know working with the team that you have and learning their strengths and where they're not as strong as individuals to learn how to coach them or put them in situations where they can learn to be better. But again, it's leadership. It's not beating someone over the head and saying, you got to do it this way, you know, because I did it this way. It worked for me. I'm, you know, I built this business. Find your people's strength and allow them to rise to the occasion. Leadership, really. That's beautiful. Uh, You know, education. I worked in corporations, honey, and let me tell you, you would go on off-site team builders and you'd have this and you'd have that. Employers are not making that investment in their employees the way that they used to. But also, we're in the day of the great resignation and the quiet quitting. People come to work, they don't give a damn. They come in, they punch in, they log on their computer, they do what they got to do, they're out. Uh, Or they're working from home remotely. So being an independent contributor to an organization used to be a little bit easier to gauge their performance, their production, because you could see the interaction, you have the meetings. What do you say to the person that is really trying to get that raise, trying to get that promotion? You know, what do they need to do? What do they need to contribute to an organization to be seen, noticed, and be rewarded? That's a good question. And I 
I'm going to take this from the position of a woman in corporate because I think it's slightly different. We don't um, we don't always learn how to toot our own horn. You know, we don't learn like look at me, look at me, look at what I can do, right? So um, actually, I just uh, connect, reconnected with an old boss night because I credited him with helping me rebuild my career after uh, I lost just everything, like everything, my marriage, my home, my job, everything lost, and I had to rebuild my entire career. And I connected with him and I said, you know, I remember going into your office and saying. Yeah, put me in coach. I want to play. You know, I can do X, Y, and Z. Where can I be the most help to you? And if, for somebody who wants to, you know, move move ahead and you know, in the corporate world, it's okay to have those candid conversations with your leadership, vice presidents. They're people too. Go to lunch with them. Make the the network. It makes a difference when someone knows you, and you know when you can talk talk to your strengths so they know what they can do with they can rely on you that's what would be my recommendation for anybody who wants to be a mover and a shaker well you know shaking it up is uh i don't know it's, it's a call to action on the shake it up because now let's talk about mental health mm-hmm. people are 51 50 that's rough uh, out there. someday i go from a flicker to a flame i'm not trying to you know point fingers at other people and not have those three point back at me because mm-hmm. I can be cray cray too. However, I would talk with myself. April, how important is this to you? Right. Really? By you, you know, spouting off, is it going to make an impact? Is it going to make a difference? Mm-hmm. Are you going to the decision makers? What about that decision maker in your head? Are you giving yourself enough time to breathe and process? It's all about how you respond. That's a level of maturity, though. And it a lot is. of people are, are, aren't even trying to engage that anymore, Jeanette. It does feel that way. And because there's, I used to dislike the word trigger so much because of that. Well, I'm in, I'm in charge of my response, right? And so everyone else is in charge of their response. If I say something that is upsetting, it's not my fault exactly if it's triggering for someone else. But now I see the use and the value in that concept. But um, you were, you were saying, oh gosh, it was so, so beautifully said that we have to look within ourselves, right? And if, if what am, if the, and it was choice and response. So sometimes, you know, it's our inner teenager that may be responding, right? It's that, that you know. Teenager, two-year-old. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, I have to just address the fact that maybe this part of you is still responding as a, you know, a younger version. And is that useful? Most of the time, not, right? Most of the time, it's really not. But I love um, a book uh, by Viktor Frankl, uh, Man's Search for Meaning. It's an older book about, uh, actually, his time in the Nazi prison camp. But the way that he puts it is that true freedom exists between stimulus and response, right? If you can talk to April, right, and you can say, is this, you know, hey, take a minute. Is this this really useful for this situation, this scenario? You're taking your stimulus or the trigger that they say now, taking that breath giving yourself the freedom to choose how you respond. It's not a knee-jerk reaction anymore. It's that freedom. So that's what, you know, that's what somebody, I would say, we feel like we're not on our game to just take that moment to breathe. You know, my mentor would say to me, are you afraid to be free or are you free to be afraid? Ooh, yeah. You know, so you have to definitely navigate between the two. Mm -hmm. What would you say to a 25-year-old Jeanette Marie Rogerson. Hmm. That's interesting. 
That's, it's hard to say uh, because I had a different, you know, different reality at that time. I had my, you know, my my parents were alive, and uh, so things were a little bit different. I had more safety and more security, but I would say, you know, that that state that security is fleeting. You know, to just go after what you want, no matter what anybody says, because at the end of the day, you only have yourself. You do, you know. We didn't come here on the ark two by two. <laughs> so when you were at your you know, rock bottom, you know, you said marriage and job and career and all that was there. Mm -hmm. What was your awakening? What was your aha moment? Hmm. Well, my aha moment actually came just before that, to be fair. Uh, I was in a situation where um, my husband at the time had an, just recently diagnosed mental illness and he wasn't taking medication and it was really rough. It was rough on the kids. It was rough on me. And I was talking with a friend I've known since I was 12, known her for um, three quarters of my life. And she said, you're a badass. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And she listed out all the things that I was doing that were pretty impressive. And so, and it took that little spark of someone who knew me, really knew me inside to remind me of who I was. And that was the aha moment. That's when I started to shift. Then as I'm shifting out of a not so great situation, I did lose everything. I, my home, my stuff, everything, except for the kids. And uh, the turning point there really was, you know, this isn't, this is bigger than me. And depending on how people feel about, you know, higher powers and things like that, the way I looked at it was God said, I didn't need all that. I didn't need that job. I didn't need that house. I didn't need that marriage. I didn't need that money. I didn't need that stuff. I needed my kids. And that was that was how I got through that. Here's another one of my big $25 words. I'm writing a book, girl. Uh, <laughs> it's called Big $25 Words because people put these words out there. It means different things. You know, entrepreneur, coach, authentic. Uh, 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 what is this one? The, the one I'm going to ask you about is transformation. You going to turn me into a fraud? <laughs> <laughs> And the reason why I say that is because it is very subjective to the individual. Mm -hmm. You and I have very different lifestyles, very different cultures, very different hairdos, you know? So how do you mirror the two? How do you bring out the best in an individual, their true authentic self, who they are meant to be based upon being two polar opposites? It's a lot of work. So... In the coaching relationship, and actually I teach people how to do this, it really involves letting go of almost my, letting go of my ego, right? I haven't lived your life. If, if like, for example, if you and I were in a session, you, you know best how to handle um, your things. You know, your future, your past, you know what you need to do inside you are all the answers. My job is to guide you through that process, find where those sort of knots are where the, you know, I want to have money, but I, I'm afraid to be successful or something like that. Find that. And that's a tangle. That's, those are two competing ideas, conflicting ideas that just don't make sense together. They can't operate in the same plane and move, transform that uh, belief, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, it isn't serving you, but part of the journey and bringing out the best in someone is uh, allowing them to 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 show you and themselves uh, what those issues are. I'm not going to go into a session with someone and say, "I know how to fix you," 
right? Right, right, right. Because that's what people will do. Mm-hmm. You know, they want a carbon copy of who they are, their life experience. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I had a young woman that was on my show, bless her heart. I learned so much from her. She wanted to be on and talk about relationships, you know. Uh, and I'm like, you know, do you, are you in a relationship? She goes, no. And I said, well, I've been married 38 years. So, of course, me, I think I'm the subject matter expert on love. You know, I know how to get it in, right? She taught me so much about online dating and catfishing and uh, just, you know, sex texting and all these different things that I had no idea. So the world is ever evolving. It's mm-hmm. changing and we need to get in line or we're going to get left behind. Mm-hmm. That's true. I came out of a 17 year relationship basically and had to confront not meeting people in person anymore. Like that was weird. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that is, it's just, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I had another guest on my show that was catfished out of $300,000 in three months. Ooh. in three months and I was yep. like well did you get to kiss him <laughs> she said no and I said well he had the Spengali on you baby how you writing those kind of checks yeah. but people are into this virtual world the meta mm-hmm. world the mm-hmm. artificial intelligence you know I go mm-hmm. my girlfriends and her refrigerator talks to us scared me to death I don't <laughs> like that <laughs> so it's reality versus and I don't want to say fiction because it's a lot of truth that's poured into this, but we are controlled by social media. Mm-hmm. We're getting sound bites of information. Uh, we're not getting the complete story. We're not able to process things. Kids aren't reading books. They don't even know how to sign their name. Right. Everything is changing. How do we just kind of stabilize ourselves and learn to go with the flow? That's tough. Well, I think, you know, you mentioned, you know, kids not being able to sign their name and they're always online. I had a college professor at an event recently tell me, he said, you know, people complain about the younger generation and the way that they do their work with the assistance of technology versus coming straight out of their brain. He said, but I've I've noticed that they have a skill set, which is um, assessing information, assimilating, like parsing through data to find the important things. Like they have a very different way. Bite-sized pieces is what they tell me they want. They don't want all this analytical, the history, you know, should I say the encyclopedia? Do you even know what an encyclopedia is or how old are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'll be 46 this year. Yes. It was ending right as you were beginning. My, yeah, my son and I was at the library the other day and he saw an encyclopedia with the eagle that's pictured across all the volumes and he said that's so cool you know? <laughs> yeah, that's they've matched but uh how do we operate in this you know in this world and I, I think it's a if you're you know techie in any way geeky like i am it's that security posture uh trust but verify everything you know if you see something on the news check in another source you know just make sure that you're fact checking it's it can be labor intensive to find the truth now Exactly. And again, like I said, you know, finding relationships and and love because we're meeting people virtually. You and I are communicating uh, Mm -hmm. virtually now. We've never been able to actually shake hands or hug or have tea together, but there's a certain commitment that we have to one another. There's a certain synergy. There's a certain trust that we've built over this device called the internet. So now let's ask some fun questions about you, Jeanette. (laughs) My favorite question, I ask everyone this. If you 
or an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be and why? <laughs> That's interesting. I would. I wonder if I wouldn't be the blender because uh, I love to take lots of things and create something new. I love to. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll take a lot of information from a bunch of different sources and try to connect the dots and and make something new out of it. So. That's probably where I'd go, be the. I decided I'm going to be something different this time. I'm usually the teapot because I like to spout off, but I'm going to be the air fryer Ooh. because I want it crispy. I want it juicy. I don't want it slimy and I don't want it greasy. Mm, yes. Air fryers are pretty good things. They are pretty good things. <laughs> what is your favorite color? Hmm. That's funny. So I, if I think of my favorite color, it's uh, it's actually the color of the sky on like a very crisp day where there's no haze in the air. It's just like, you know, that very pretty blue. That's probably my favorite color. Do you like clouds? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're nice, but you know, the sky. They're not necessary? No. No? Yeah. What planet are you from? <laughs> I still believe in the men are from Mars, men, women are from Venus, that old... Yeah. Uh, John Gray stuff I do and it was the uh, plant I think I was born under also too so yeah I'm definitely would be from uh, Venus it's so pretty and you can see it in the night sky so I know I'm from Jupiter I'm way mm -hmm. out way out there <laughs> way out there yeah with all the rings around me the energy and I just I think I'm quoting this correctly they just found out that they have 90 moons 90 well 90 moons. Oh, I think about all the people in your orbit that's, so that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. So what do you do for fun and recreation? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. So I have children and they are my fun and recreation a lot of times, right? But uh, there, for me, there's nothing like uh, a good book and some tea. And some tea. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, if you had three wishes, what would they be? Hmm. I would really love for people to to really love one another before they judge. That would be my my wish would be for humanity to come together, right? In love and kindness, I think, as we're meant to be as as a species. Um and then uh more selfishly, I uh want my children to be healthy and happy and grow up um, in a world that is serving them, you know, and help useful for them instead of divided. And the third wish, oh, I'm, my, my life is fantastic. I would love for people to have what I have, to have the love that I have, to have the relationship that I have, the family that I have. I really would love for other people to have what I have. Well, that's a beautiful thing because you're in a great space. Final question. What do you want your legacy to be? Hmm. Truly, I the practice that I have um, in healing people and being able to teach people how to do it for their clients, that is my legacy. It's 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 making sure that the mental health crisis that we have can be addressed, even outside of what would consider the normal um insurance model cognitive behavioral therapy that is my legacy do you believe in multiple uh, streams of, of therapy you know and i get now some people need medication they absolutely need medication brains if you need to take it okay. yes 
You agreed because you got to get that balance, and the cocktail is not easy. It's gonna mm -hmm. be, you got to figure out what works for you, and you got to mm -hmm. give it a little bit of time. Yes, all those things. And yes. if you are in a crisis, reach out. Yes, ask for help. Yes, there's no shame in that game. Believe me, I ask for help to bring the groceries in. <laughs> Yes, we deserve help. We don't have to do it on our own, but yes, no, I And look at the people that serve you. Mm -hmm. You know, look at your circle of influence. What are you, are you hanging around people that are doing things that are not in alignment with your value, with your self-worth? Are you ashamed? Do you have to make excuses? Are you lying about where you're going, what you're doing, what you're saying, how you're spending, how you're feeling? You know, all these things are key indicators that something may not be right. And you can work with a dedicated professional like Jeanette Marie Rogerson to get it in line and to transform yourself, to understand yourself. Wouldn't you agree, Jeanette? Yes. And therapy has evolved. Sometimes we think about Freud and having people talk about their past for years and years and years and, you know, everything's the mother's fault, you know, but that's not right. the way it is anymore. There's, you know, the therapies have evolved and the medication has evolved. So, if, but I agree with you, if you need it, take it. There is no shame. And most of the time, if I have a client who is down and out and needs that assistance, I always tell them it's a buffer between where you are now to where you want to be. And it's just Absolutely. helping you get there. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I uh, talked to one of my guests and she told me that she has shock therapy. I was shocked. Yeah. I didn't think still did something like that. But then yeah. also they're you know, doing ex uh, experiments here in California where they want to make uh, psychedelic mushrooms legal. I've heard that too. Evidently yeah. that could be useful for people. Arawesca. You know, people want to go out side i don't know i'm just dealing with the here and now i don't know if i could be tripped out too long now i party now brains don't get me wrong i've lived <laughs> but when it was over with and i came down and i was like okay well you know what now it's time to level off and i don't think i want to go on that journey on a regular basis but you have to get in where you fit in and you have to do what is right for you. And it is nothing wrong. And I'm talking to my African-American, my Hispanic brothers and sisters of color that, you know, have this in their mind that it's weak, that it's shallow to go and see a therapist. No, but you have to pick the right therapist, the one that is in alignment with who makes you feel comfortable. Yes. You know, a person that you can build a, a trusted relationship with, that you can pour into them and receive something back. What would you uh, suggest, Jeanette, if you're looking for a therapist, what are three maybe characteristics or boxes that you should tick? Well, I find people tend to seek therapy when they are at their down and out there they have tried everything they can think of and nothing has worked so they're feeling kind of a little desperate so I would say just give yourself the as you said the patience and the grace to take that time to find the right person not every therapist is going to be right for you but you want somebody who's not judgmental I think that's the one who you don't feel is judging you someone who doesn't want to uh therapize you put you in a box right she's you for you and I think the third would really just be uh, was a non-judgmental, doesn't therapize you. And find someone who ideally has what you have, right? That you want, maybe a few steps ahead of where you are. If you're looking for someone who's going to someplace, right? And watch the ones with the good eye candy. 
Because <laughs> they'll put the Spengali on you and you would, the conversation will go in a whole different direction. I know. I was just, I just made a, a video about this. I said, you know, we don't, don't, you know, peek behind the curtain, you know, take a look at who that person really is, not the picture. And it's hard when you're desperate for help. You want to believe in the glitz and the beautiful things that they're putting up, but take a minute and think through, is this person really being truthful about, you know, what they can, what they're offering? Mm-hmm. And, and again, supportive. I know it's hard. But, mm-hmm. Be supportive. And you know, this is another thing that I, that I suggest, keep your business to yourself. You know, because everybody's business ain't nobody's business. And you're telling your girlfriend what you talk to your therapist about and this, that, and the other. And then they're putting other things in your head, maybe in contrast to what your therapist is doing. Work through your issues. Of course, you want a sounding board. You want someone that is supportive, that you can vent to, that you can share with. I get that. Right. But separate the apples from the oranges. Because a lot of them, you know, a lot of times people are going to judge you for that. Oh, well, you know, she's in therapy or, you know, she's, you know, she <laughs> knows she's an AA. And she, well, I'm trying to get some help. That's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to do. Maybe you should come along with me. How about that? Right. Instead of judging from the outside. It, and you're right. It muddies things when you mix, you know, well, sometimes it's well-meaning advice from your friends and family, mm-hmm. but they're not professionals. Like, you know, they, ha- and it's not only that they haven't lived your life. They're not living it moment to moment especially for people who are in really unhealthy relationships, external advice usually is not the best because they only see the portion of it. They only see your side or the, his side and not the whole thing. So yeah, you're in the middle of a divorce and, you know, they, they're adding all this other stuff. Well, did you think about this? And girl, I saw him and girl, I do this and I do that and all this. And you might've been able to have an amicable, you know, divorce, mm-hmm. but you're listening to all this other stuff. And also, as you said, you can be in the same family, live in the same household and have two very different experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why there's the whole birth order, you know, uh, theory, because you never get the same exact set of parents. The firstborn doesn't get the same as the last one, right? They're different. Your your parents grow and change. so They're different as well. Well, you have grown us, you have changed us, and we have evolved. Thank you so much, Jeanette Marie Rogerson, for being here on the edge. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you. I want them to work with you. I want them to follow you on social media. This is Valuable Brains. Her voice inflection is soft and easy. She's been there. She's done that. She's got the t-shirt. And she wants to help transform you into the best possible version of yourself. How do they contact you? You are so kind. And I do a lot of video content, so you can learn a lot without even having to, you know, interact with me directly. Um, I have uh, you, uh, I have a YouTube, it's Jeanette Marie LLC. Everything's Jeanette Marie LLC. On my uh, Facebook is Jeanette Marie Rogerson. Instagram, uh, Jeanette Marie LLC. TikTok, Jeanette Marie LLC. Haven't been as active there. And YouTube is the same. It's all my company name, just Jeanette Marie LLC. Well, we want to see you again brains <laughs> go love like share connect with Jeanette Marie you know it's valuable just check in for a minute you check your liver you check your kidneys you check your ears nose throat check your brain okay because that controls everything be sure to love like share and subscribe here on the edge thank you so much Jeanette Marie you are the best thank you April you're wonderful thank, thank you, you.
I want to make sure that I have your authorization and consent to edit, record, and distribute this podcast on behalf of my company, ALM Enterprises, a good person production. Is that okay? Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Hold on. Hold on, Sparky. That's Sparky. All right. (laughs) So thank you, Jeanette. This will be up in about 72 hours. Uh, I'm going to put it on YouTube first, and you try that way. Then we will go and put it on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. I'm not a TikToker. So, uh, <laughs> not I, yet. I, I, I know. I'll put it on Twitter. Okay? If you need anything from me, you want to update, come on back and see me. Okay? Oh, would love to. This has been so pleasant. Thanks, April. Uh, you're the best. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.